Welcome to Godseeker. This is Elizabeth Fulgaro. The current message, Best Friend. As I have shared in an earlier episode, it was an inner desperation that drove me to look up, to pause from all the supposedly important work I was doing, which was purported to lead me to all satisfying success, and seek God to ask for the gift of faith, because the end result for this highly touted success question had started looking pretty meaningless. But Christianity, as I had known it before while growing up, wasn't enough either. I did not want or intend to invent anything new about God, but it just seemed I needed to know more than I had. Isn't that what had enabled my faith to slip away in the first place? A lack of knowledge? I don't know why I did it. Perhaps I had a reason at the time, but from the distance of here to then, I do not remember. But I started to ask God questions. From my mind to His. Believing that if the spiritual realm was real, and He was real, then if I talked to Him with my spirit, Certainly, he would hear. I don't know how I expected him to respond. I just wanted to understand. All the Christianese I had heard growing up, which had been stated repeatedly and so matter-of-factly, was gobbledygook. I didn't really know what it meant. I mean, I had an idea, but that's not the same as understanding. An example would be the word grace. What did that really mean? By God's grace we were saved. Well, what did that mean? Amazing grace. God graced us with good lives. By the grace of God. Huh? So I uttered a mental prayer asking, What does grace mean? Then I didn't just sit around hoping an answer might someday come. I sought the answer. I looked the word up in the dictionary. It helped a little. Grace referred to God's free, unmerited, unlimited love. It would take me a while to process the different aspects of this, but at least I was further along than where I began. My list of questions for him was endless. Truly, these questions were offered to him in prayer. In other words, I didn't think I was talking to myself. I was addressing this supreme spiritual being who says, Call to me and I will answer you. The same one who says, I will find him if I search for him with all my heart. While I was calling, I was searching, and the strangest thing began to happen. At first I thought I was losing my mind. It would be researching one of the concepts which I had taken for granted growing up and for which I was now trying to make sense. And as I researched, Additional thoughts were dropping into my mind, providing additional insight, making the information I was finding regarding the concepts more understandable. Was I making these insights up? Was I talking to myself? Was it possible that this was God's voice? I had found Bible verses which promised He speaks to us. They were there. Once again, though, I didn't want to be ridiculous and foolish. Just as I was questioning my sanity, was I crazy? 
my mom gave me a book to read. She had thought it might interest me. It had been a book given to her by my great-aunt Louise, who I later learned practiced what is known as a Pentecostal Christianity. This is a faith with emphasis on the current action of the Holy Spirit. The book was called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. It was written by a pastor named Benny Hinn, who had a ministry known for supernatural healing. Whether or not healings were happening at his gatherings was irrelevant to me. I had these thoughts in my mind, and it seemed likely they were not mine. Could they be God's spiritual answers to spiritual questions I had asked him? It was as if through the book God was giving me his response. The book detailed Hinn's own faith journey and how he had come to encounter the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, in ways similar to what I was experiencing. Reading Hinn's personal account bolstered me in my own faith journey. To believe it was possible to hear from God, to understand he wanted to speak to us, to me, individually and personally, to realize that this was one of the many reasons Jesus sent his Spirit, to guide us, so we didn't just have to have blind faith and hope and do our best. Holy Spirit had specifics for each one of us. One of the peculiarities of Jesus, which made his life so unique, was that he said he only did what his Father told him to do. Even at the time of Jesus, Father God remained a spiritual being in heaven, which is that invisible realm beyond our complete ability to fathom and realize during our current physical lifetime. Jesus would go off by himself to pray. Prayer is spiritual communication with God. Thus, Jesus was not talking at God in prayer. He was also listening in order to hear God's will for him which was Father God's specific plan for every moment. Jesus said after he died, rose from the dead, and returned to heaven, that he would send his Spirit to guide and teach us in a similar way. For me, there were many steps on the journey yet to come, but coming to understand God does speak to us was key. It changed my life. It changed it extraordinarily for the better. Jesus says we are to imitate him. That's our way to live. Jesus only did as Father instructed. Jesus, being fully God and man, had a direct line of communication to Father. Holy Spirit is our bridge. If I sought it, Holy Spirit would impart God's will to me. He would speak to my heart. Now, I had a lot of learning to do a learning process that continues because God is just that superior to us. My questions continued. Several important ones he answered for me included helping me be more sure when I was hearing from him and when it was from the dark side, and assistance in calming the concern. What if I didn't want to do what he was asking? These stories and more regarding some of what the Holy Spirit has taught me are yet to come. For now, I just want you to know that the Holy Spirit is real. He is right here with us. He has become my best friend. He has changed my life. 
Holy Spirit is working all the time. He is right there for you, too. He longs to communicate God's heart and instructions to you. Listening and following takes a lot of worry out of life. It also gives life its grandest purpose, being in the will of God. It has taken me on adventures I never dreamt possible and caused me to live a deeply fulfilled existence, even in some of life's darkest places. It has caused me to experience incredible inner peace from God in life's storms. I can highly recommend this Holy Spirit-following lifestyle. As far as I'm concerned, there is no other way to live. Stay with me, and I'll share more in upcoming messages. Listen to the song, Don't Need to See. It's a musical prayer to remind you that you don't have to know or understand it all right now. And if you ask God, he will begin to reveal himself to you too in a way that he leads you forward into all God has for you. You can find the song, Don't Need to See, on my YouTube channel. Just search under my name, Elizabeth Fulgaro. It is also available on some streaming services and on CD. Let's finish with scripture, some verses from the Bible. John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, the ones he was training, after his last meal with them before he was arrested and crucified. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Thank you for joining in. This episode of God Seeker is sponsored by Eagle's Nest Foundation. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Fulgaro. Listen to Don't Need to See and Keep Seeking God.